What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Gabe Kelly. I hope all of you had a great Halloween slash Reformation Day. I was trying to get this episode out uh, on the 31st, but I ended up not having enough time in my preparation. So, so I wanted to do an episode that is horror-themed, but I wanted to stay away from the more well-known horror movies like Friday the 13th, like Nightmare on Elm Street, like Halloween, The Exorcist, on and on we could go. I, I wanted to stay away from those classic uh, great horror movies and focus a little more on talking about less known horror movies because I because I think that there's this misconception um, about the horror genre that it can't be smart, that it can't be intelligent, that it can't be really all that well crafted and, and it's just... Uh, an hour and a half of brutality and gore and evil. And, and some of those elements are definitely at play in the genre. But I think that there are a lot of horror movies that can be smart, that can be intelligent, that can be truly enjoyable to watch because they ask good questions, because they go deep, because they're psychological. And uh, I, I wanted to bring kind of a platform to some of those movies that uh, I, I think... I think fall into into that category. So here are eight horror movies that you probably haven't seen, but you need to. The first up on this list is Green Room. Green Room is written and directed by Jeremy Saulnier. It stars the late Anton Yelchin, RIP, and Sir Patrick Stewart, uh, who, by the way, if you haven't seen Logan yet, Man, go see Logan. I mean, it is, it's still my favorite movie of the year, and Patrick Stewart gives the performance uh, of his career as Professor, as Professor X in this film, uh, so be sure to check it out. This film tells the story of a rock band on tour who witnessed a murder after performing at a dive bar in the Deep South, and uh, this is how... Uh, this this film is about how they must survive from the neo Nazis that are hunting them. This this film's insane, but it, it's terrific. There was a ton of buzz around this movie when it came out back in 2015, uh, but I didn't get around to seeing it until about a year ago. And man, this movie will have you pulling your hair out once it gets going. Uh, the majority of the film is a nonstop game of cat and mouse, and and so the band are. It, they're pretty much all kids, or, or not kids as in like 15, but they're they're like in their early to mid-20s, and these neo-Nazis that are after them, they're these grown adults who have guns and bats and weapons to attack these kids with, and so it's really, really cool to watch this band come together and try to defeat these defeat these adults with whatever they have around them at the time. Patrick Stewart plays the leader of this white supremacist cult and it's a bit unnerving honestly seeing him play a role that is so sinister and evil like we're used to seeing him play roles like professor x where he's funny and he's charismatic and he's likable and you're like man i wish that was my grandpa uh so it it's it kind of throws you for one man when you see him play this this truly evil character uh, some people will say that this that this one is more of a thriller, but I disagree. I think that the film has just enough scares that it leans a little more in the direction of the horror genre. Uh, but if you like smart horror movies with an original story and great characters, then definitely give Green Room a watch. It, it's a it's a riveting, uh, exciting ride. 
Number two on this list is Hush. Hush is uh, written and directed by Mike Flanagan. He's the guy who uh, wrote and directed Oculus, Ouija, Origin of Evil, which I I still can't believe how well-received critically that film was uh, after the first one was such a dumpster fire. Uh, And he also wrote and directed the new Gerald's Game, which is available on Netflix and is a Stephen King adaptation. I've never met someone that has seen this movie or heard of this movie. It's 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 a breeze, and it's only about an hour and 20 minutes, and it's on Netflix, uh, so it's super easy to get your hands on. But it, it is worth every single second, guys. This is a home invasion film, but with a bit of a twist. It's about a deaf mute girl named Maddie, and she's a writer living out in the woods because that kind of helps her fuel her passion and her creativity and her writing. And I, I can't remember, I haven't seen the movie in a while now, but if I remember correctly, there's some kind of ordeal that she goes through, like some kind of relationship breakup or something that causes her to want to isolate herself from her friends and her family and just live in this cabin deep in the woods. And, uh, and of course, there's, uh, there's a killer, or there might be a killer lurking in the darkness around her. This was one of my favorite horror movies of 2016. Critics also loved it. It's sitting at a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's very similar to Green Room in that much of it takes place inside one room or or building, one general setting, Uh, but it's just as entertaining. Definitely give Hush a watch if you like small, claustrophobic horror films. Number three on this list is The Devil's Candy. This is one of the creepiest movies I have ever seen. And I, I don't say that lightly. This film got under my skin and genuinely frightened me. The Devil's Candy is about a struggling painter who moves into his dream house with his family and begins to become possessed by demonic forces while also dealing with a killer who is on the loose. After watching this movie, I realized that it reminded me a lot of The Witch, uh, which in case you don't know, I loved and found to be very innovative in the horror genre. But this movie feels very similar, and I think that that's for two reasons. The first is because the atmosphere that is established in this movie is beyond disturbing. There's not a single scene in this movie that didn't leave me feeling uneasy, that didn't leave me feeling fearful for the characters in the film, for the family uh, that the movie centers around. Uh, and it, it was. Every single scene, you're like on the edge of your seat, like, okay, what's going to happen here? What's he going to do? What's going to happen to the family? It's all throughout the film. The second reason is because, the second reason this reminded me so much of The Witch is because the movie relies entirely on pure creepiness over jump scares. Jump scares are, uh, jump scares are just kind of cheap in my opinion in horror movies and I think this film had one, maybe. The reason why I'm not crazy about jump scares is just because a jump scare is exactly that. It, It makes you jump. It's a loud noise. Like, it's just loud sound coming through the speakers at you and it startles you because yeah, it's a loud noise, but that doesn't mean that the craft of the film is good. It just means that it just means that it's good at playing loud noises that makes you jump out of your seat. So I just, I'm not, I'm not big on, on jump scares. I think that they can be used in a good and effective way, uh, but a lot of directors in the horror genre kind of abuse them. and, And I don't think, I don't think that they use them very well. Uh, a lot of times. But this film, it freaks you out more with its content. 
Like it, it freaks you out with its antagonist. Uh, and, and you're not freaked out just because of some super loud noise. I, I can't recommend this film enough, man. If you liked movies like The Witch or The Conjuring uh, or, or Insidious, I think you'll really like The Devil's Candy. And it's also on Netflix. Cannot recommend enough that you check this out. Number four on this list is Would You Rather. Uh, this film uh, stars uh, a whole lot of unknown actors. A lot of them, uh, a lot of them hadn't done much work before the film, and a lot of them haven't done much work since the film. So maybe that tells you a little bit about how this movie was received critically. It didn't do so well. It it got a fifty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes and is sitting at a five point eight out of ten on IMDb. But man, I really like this movie. I think that it's actually a pretty well done indie horror film. Uh, the, the plot of this film is a group of strangers are invited to a dinner party where they're told that they will be able to play a game for uh, for a massive sum of money, for a massive sum of money. But it turns out that the host of the dinner has more sinister intentions uh, in mind. Out of all the movies on this list, this is probably the weakest in my opinion. Uh, but I do, I do recommend you check this out. The movie does a great job of making you really care about its protagonist. The protagonist is a young woman who is trying to provide for her fam- for her and her brother after their parents have passed away. And so it's just it's just the two of them, and she's become this workaholic uh, trying to take care of them. And so when she is chosen to attend this dinner party and compete for an insane amount of cash, she's desperate and so she participates and that, and that's that's a theme that the film hits on really well that desperate people will do uh, whatever they must when they are when their backs are against the wall it, it really brings out how animals or how humans are, are kind of animalistic uh, really when when they are put into uh, a desperate situation. It, it's really fascinating. The the movie uh, dives into the psychological realm of these characters and the reasoning behind the decisions they make during the game that they play. And it's brutal at times, but like I said, it it, it is. It's very enjoyable. Uh, and, and I think if you've got nothing better to do one Friday night with your spouse or your friends or whoever, uh, definitely check out Would You Rather. Number five on my list is creep this film is also available on netflix as is would you rather I, I tried to if you couldn't tell i tried to choose movies largely that are on netflix so that you could get your hands on these pretty easily but creep is also available on netflix and this this is one that i've been meaning to get to for some time there was a lot uh, of there was a lot of buzz around this film when it came out back in i think 2014 uh, but this is a found footage film, and it's the story of a videographer who is hired by a mysterious man who claims to have cancer, and he wants him to video a day of his life for his unborn son in case he doesn't live long enough to be his father. And guys, this movie is so good. The The film walks this really interesting line between horror and and comedy, and you can tell that they made this movie for crazy cheap, uh, but that doesn't really show at all uh, on the final product on screen. You can just tell because it's a found footage movie, and the fact that they use limited locations and limited actors that they made it for so cheap. Uh, but but the movie really succeeds at building tension for that reason because the setting is uh, very because they don't go a lot of different places. You you can tell that the man claiming to have cancer is odd. 
right? He's, he says some bizarre things, but he, he also comes across as thoughtful and genuine at times. And so you're left wondering throughout the film, is this a good guy or not? Does he have some kind of evil intentions with this videographer? Uh, or is he just kind of a weird guy who has a good heart and really wants to make a video for his son? Uh, there, there's one scene in this film, man. There's one scene in this film where the camera is covered and you just hear the man telling the videographer this deranged, horrifying story about something. And of course, I won't spoil exactly what it is, but it left me feeling like I shouldn't be watching this movie. All in all, this movie is great. It's definitely a good one to watch, even if you're not super crazy about the about the horror genre. This one is pretty unconventional. And just when I thought the found footage genre couldn't be unconventional after some of the terrible films we've gotten, like freaking Friend Request or Blair Witch, uh, not the old Blair Witch, the new Blair Witch they just did, uh, th- this one manages to be uh, very different. And I loved every second of it. So be sure to give Creep a watch. Again, it is available on Netflix. Number six on my list is a movie called The Strangers. This film is the story of a couple going through an extremely rough patch in their relationship, and they visit their secluded home out in the country, and like any good horror movie, there's some strangers out there, and they just might want to get into their house. This is a home invasion flick, and Home invasion films frighten me, uh, honestly, more, I think, than any other type of horror film because we all have that fear. Like, we all, we all have that fear that someone is going to come into the place we feel the safest, the, the place we call home, and hurt us or take something that we dearly love, right? Like that, that happens all the time in, in real life. We, we hear stories about this. And so when I watch a movie like this in an even more particular and focused way than, than any other kind of horror movie, I put myself into the position of these characters and just resonate with them. I resonate with their emotions, their decisions, uh, the, the way that they perceive things that the attackers are doing. Th- this one didn't do so great critically, and I get that. There isn't much character development. There's not uh, a super original story that's being told here. Uh, this is just a straight-up home invasion, just a straight-up home invasion film, and it's very scary. There are some great jump scares in this movie, Uh, And like all other movies on this list, it's a good one if you're just looking uh, for something scary to watch with somebody else. I definitely recommend you check it out. Uh, It is a a fun, uh, scary film. Number seven on this list is The Babadook. The Babadook is seriously one of my favorite horror movies of all time. And I'm not just saying that. It is genuinely one of my favorite horror movies ever made. This film is about a widow played by Essie Davis and she discovers that a monster has begun infesting their home through a children's book about Mr. Babadook. This film hits every single one of my horror movie notes. It's terrifying. It has great characters. There's a large use of there's a large usage of paranoia. It's psychological. And my favorite thing about this film is that despite being marketed as a monster movie, it's really not a monster movie, and that's not a spoiler. It, it is so much deeper than that. Th- this film is really about depression. This film is about grief. This film is about 
sorrow and how those things can tear your livelihood apart. And, and the filmmakers chose to personify those emotions in the form of this terrifying monster called the Babadook. This movie is brilliantly written. It's well acted. It's well directed. Uh, I, I don't want to say a whole lot about this movie because I want you to be kind of blind going in. Uh, but if you like smart, intelligent horror films, The Babadook is as good as it gets. It's fantastic. And like I said, it, it is definitely one of my favorite horror movies ever made. Be sure to check out The Babadook. And uh, the last film on this list is uh, The Invitation. The Invitation. This movie is also available on Netflix, and it stars Logan Marshall Green, a.k.a. the poor man's Tom Hardy, right? Uh, if you don't know who Logan Marshall Green is, don't worry, nobody really does. He played the Shocker in Spider-Man Homecoming. He played that guy from Prometheus. Charlie, maybe, was his name. He's the dude who becomes like the zombie towards the end that uh, David puts the thing in his drink and it makes him sick and all that. Uh, he was in the movie Devil. You'd, you'd recognize him if, if you saw him, but only because he looks like Tom Hardy. He's really not that great of an actor. But this film is this film is also about a dinner party that takes place. And this one, among eight or so old friends who haven't seen each other in two years after a tragedy took place that shattered their relationships with one another. And there just might be something insidious going on with the couple who decided to invite everyone over after all this time has passed. This movie technically qualifies probably more as a thriller, but I just had to include it on this list. The The character of Will, who is played by Logan Marshall Green, he's very suspicious the entire movie of this couple that decided to have everyone over after all this time, and he starts to piece together certain things that make it seem like they might not be safe. They they may be in danger. But whenever that happens, whenever he seems to kind of have a, a smoking gun, uh, whenever that happens, there's always some kind of explanation to combat his suspicions. So you're, you're left wondering, well, okay, is he just paranoid? Uh, does he have a good reason to be afraid of these people? What is going on? I'll just say this, guys. After this movie ended, my wife told me my jaw was on the floor for the last 20 minutes of this film. The, the movie is masterfully executed. Of course, I won't give away the ending, but at the risk, and at the risk of sounding like a BuzzFeed article, you will not believe what happens. The The film is fantastic. It's probably my second favorite on this list behind The Babadook. I can't recommend enough you see this movie. If you like a film that has a lot of twists and turns and red herrings and paranoia, uh, the movie is great and you, you definitely need to check it out. It's a great watch. So that is the end of the list, guys. I highly recommend you check these films out. They are super well done uh, for the most part and just overall fun horror movies to sit down and watch on them dark weekend night uh, definitely give some of these a watch thanks so much for listening to the podcast be sure to follow the podcast on twitter uh, the twitter handle is at barabbas podcast you can also follow me at gabe kelly says and be sure to support the pod by dropping a rating and a review on itunes that is more helpful than you know also a big shout out to data rebel for the intro and outro music for this podcast you can check their workout on youtube and soundcloud i'll put links down below this song is called think of view so thank you again for listening 
and I'll catch you in the next episode.